Welcome to the Woo Woo Woman podcast. My name is Shelly and I'm your host. I'm a self-taught astrologer, modern mystic, yogic guide, and women's empowerment coach living in the South Florida area. This podcast was created with the intention to share the tools, people, and modalities that have continued to help me shift and heal to up-level my life in efforts to inspire and encourage you to do the same. Thank you so much for being with me. Hello and welcome to the Woo Woo Woman podcast. I'm so excited to welcome back Miss Daphne Antoine. We spoke with her last month. She has her PhD in metaphysics, metaphysics and also touches upon numerology. And because we had such an amazing discussion last time going over my chart, um, we had discussed off air and off recording other aspects in which we can use numerology in order to empower our lives and also as a tool to help ourselves as well as our relationships with other people with our homes and build upon this knowledge so here today we are talking about the benefits of using numerology and her method in relationships and she did my husband jonathan's chart And we went over it briefly, but um, we're going to go into it a little bit more in regards to compatibility, how having this knowledge about your significant other can help you both empower one another, support one another, and the additional benefits in not only knowing your own um, lock combination per se, but also that of your significant other in order to really... um, be aware of the relationship itself and how the relationship can grow stronger and how you can support one another in various different aspects um, of their life. So thank you so much, Miss Daphne, for making your way over back over to this podcast. I know that we had so much to talk about. We were going on for quite a while last time. Um, and I think it's great that yeah, I have you back and you can share some more information and how this method, your method can really help others um, with the use of numerology to help guide them. And again, like we had mentioned before, as a tool and choosing to use this tool the way that they'd like in order to help them um, grow and develop. Yes. Well, thank you for having me again. It's um, We had so much fun last time and the conversation did definitely continue beyond the last um, time we got together. And, um, and I'm thankful that you were open um, to having your chart and Jonathan's chart be compared to as it to provide the example for the relevance and importance of understanding the energetic um, influencing um, in numbers. Um, I really commend you for being that open with your audience. because <laughs> Some people would not want to expose their personal lives that way. But I love it that you're doing that. And I thank you. And your chart and Jonathan's chart is very fascinating. And as I explored and I looked at it, um, I'm going to go with, you know, through it with you as far as the compatibility. And um, it's really interesting. So I don't think we could have had a better 
couple. Interesting. I'll share some things about, um, about like astrology in the end. So that way it can kind of perhaps maybe support a lot of what you're saying, but just for those who weren't able to be with us on the last podcast, can you just briefly again, define like, you know, metaphysics and your method of numerology. And if you want a little bit of a backstory of how Daphne got into numerology in this aspect, check out um, the previous podcast that we did with her to get some additional details, but just a brief little synopsis. So that way, if anyone's hopping in, they can get a little information on it. Okay, perfect. Thank you. Um, yes, about metaphysics, I actually um, recently um, achieved my PhD and the, in metaphysical studies. And my PhD is, um, my focus was holistic life counseling. And the reason I went down that path is because I, um, I've always worked, um, aside from the numerology, worked as an image consultant and um, working with people from the external. And, not, and then I realized there was such an importance for the internal. And I truly believe the reason why I gained the knowledge of the numbers and in the way that it was given to me through meditation was because I had this desire to understand people and understand what was at work within them um, as far as helping them see who they were. My focus was helping people see who they were to see their magnificence. And the universe gave me this knowledge. So I, um, with the numerology system, um, first I'll give an example of like, what is metaphysics? Metaphysics is basically the examination of the beyond. To look at, it's an examination of something that's just beyond and what's the physical that we see beyond the everyday to know that there's something bigger and greater at work and of that that there is a source creator some call it god i prefer you know i call it source creator i call it high mind infinite mind whatever you want to call it but there is that infant that there is that um that 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 there was that beginning that that youth idea that developed into all that we are and that's what I seek to understand to see as we go through the maze of life like where is that center and um, and I feel like with numerology it absolutely helps us understand the different strengths that are at play because like I always say energy does not die energy just process itself so through numerology, um, like the example you brought up about the, 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 um, the lock is just different facets in which we can work with numbers to tweak and say, okay, at this, what happens with that? At four, what happens with that? So it's, it's very relevant in understanding numerology and knowing that everything that we do has connection with numbers, but yet we haven't realize that those same connections is also working within our daily lives and influencing the energetic expression experience we're feeling daily mm-hmm. um and so with, yes and so with um with my understanding um as a practicing metaphysician um i've gained a, a deep profound respect and understanding for the numbers as the more I work with them and the more I use them to interact with people and to help them see what's working in their lives and to teach them and help them um, get in alignment to what serves their greater and higher purpose. Awesome. And I remember um, the last podcast that we did together, you were talking about how 
everybody is almost like a computer because nature in and of itself holds these numerical um, constants, essentially. And the 369 number came into, you know, conversation as well as the Fibonacci spiral and how that is almost in in most things that are growing and developing. And we forget, like you said, that essentially new numbers holds the key to so many things that have provided us value, not only within our physical bodies and beings, right? Like we have two, two lungs, two hands, two legs, two eyes, you know what I'm saying? One mouth and these various different numerical um, connections to our physical body, but also how valuable numbers really are with like our cell phones and computers and technology. And really, you know, anything and everything, you know, stones, flowers, rocks, and it's in everything. So we we disassociate their connections with us. And I love how you have brought us back to the, the interworkings of the foundation of ourselves and nature itself. So it almost brings you back to nurturing your own nature by having and sharing this knowledge that you're about to share with us today. Absolutely. And it's also, it's, it's um, seeing what's your blueprint. And right. I think that's what the numbers represent and the way that it was given to me. Um, because the, the, the numerology that I work with when it comes to the individual has 12 markers. It has the etheric, which is what governs you, the unseen, and then the perception ladder on how we're perceiving it and, and living with it in our physical daily lives. And it's like having your DNA, even though we may not see our DNA. But if we were to go to a doctor and that doctor want to find out deeply what's going on within our bodies, or even to know about our ancestral background, we look at the DNA because that's the imprint. Mm -hmm. And with this system, it gives you the opportunity to see the imprinting influencing factor in your life. And it's powerful. I've been working with this um, since 2015 was when I was first given the numbers. And here we are today, a book later, um, which is the book um, Mastery Within 1111, um, and which is a book that I plan to expand on more because I've learned so much more about the numbers since I first wrote the book. But I wrote the book at the time feeling like I needed to get it out there into the collective consciousness. Mm. And once it's there, it's there. Again, it's energy. The knowledge is there. And then you can expand upon it. You don't have to wait until the full expansion, because I think the same way I'm growing with the knowledge, it had to be out there for those who seek to understand that can continuously grow as well. But there has to be a starting point. Nobody goes from straight out of mother's womb into a PhD program. You know, there had to have been many other steps that were taken in order to achieve those, you know. And tracking those steps too, I think is really helpful for other individuals, like you said, on that path or um, who are perhaps curious about numbers and having that starting point without just diving into like your final book is going to help others, like you said, build on that knowledge, but also build on themselves with that knowledge because just like you, you, you said, you don't become, you know, an infant and then get your PhD, but that goes with any knowledge and that Mm -hmm. progress, you know? Oh yeah. And that's the thing too. Um, I, along this journey, I I had to come to the understanding that you have to meet people where they're at Yes. at their level of consciousness. And also life has to meet me at my level of consciousness. So if I'm not 
prepared and open and of the um, or ready to cognize whatever is out there, I'm not going to get it. No, you're going to process it incorrectly. Exactly. But you look at children, for example, why is it that a lot of kids just absolutely hate certain foods and then they get older, their palate expands. Now, all of a sudden they're eating something they rejected so much. So unless if a child's privileged enough to be to have been raised, let's say vegetarian, and they, you know, it's like, hey, this is what you get. We do have that aspect too. For those who are raised into a home that's very, you know, spiritually based and da da da, then this is the food you were fed. And as you grow, you so you will surpass your parents as far as your yeah. your understanding because your level of awareness was, you know, you started at a at a higher playing field. So it's, you know, and I think with us and your generation is far more blessed because I think, you know, your generation is far more advanced as far as what was available because of YouTube and so on and so forth. But for an older generation who came from the energy of fear, the energy of like, you know, we got to compete, you know, nothing's going to come to you unless you work hard for it, Mm -hmm. you fight for it, that struggle mentality, the energies have have now shifted. Hmm. It's now shifted to where, you know what, my mind is more relevant, more powerful than just me sitting there looking at who I can compete against. I'm able to manifest what it is that I want if I'm able to identify what it is that I want. And with that awareness, it's that is a level of consciousness because there are people making millions, but their level, their focus is on that money. But then there are other areas in their lives that they're just deprived. And I think with the numbers is having an understanding of what aspect will best feed my soul, what aspect will best feed my expression, and what aspect will help me if I want to manifest something in my life. And you're able to see it. And even when you're going through a hard time, look at your chart and say, okay, where is that coming from? And to be able to have that thing, you know, that, that in front of you, what I'm referring to is the, is the um, integrated master numerology chart, which is that, which has the 12 markers in it. And, 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 and again, like what someone may understand from this chart is completely different from what someone else may understand, or they may, they may process it depending on their level of awareness and consciousness. Wow. I love this stuff so much. <laughs> And if um, those of you who are listening want to touch base with Daphne, the link and information about her book is in the show notes. And she does have a website where she shares additional information about um, the the meanings behind numerical values that you regularly see on the clock um, or repeating numbers that you see, as well as a whole bunch of other beautiful information that she shares on her website. So if you want to tap into her and go a little bit deeper, and she also does these readings and these charts. So if you're interested, just reach out to her and she can provide you and perhaps your significant other with this information. So thank you so, so much. This stuff like makes me giddy. I love (laughs) learning about these things. I love it as well. Oh my gosh. So awesome. Well, it just gives, I think it gives nothing. I've seen the way people interact with it. It gives you the opportunity to see you and to see where you, where, like what's causing you to do certain things that you do and to know that you can shift it Mm -hmm. because everything is about polarity. What's serving you and what's not serving you. Mm-hmm. So if we can find to a point where we can look to see, oh, you know what, this action that I keep doing and this thing that keeps showing up in my life 
it's coming from that point of me not honoring this aspect of myself. By just having that awareness, then you're able to shift it mm-hmm. to a point where it serves you best. And I think I speak to you about me, like I have the number one in my energy, on uh, my life number. The number one is like leader, bringer of new thoughts and ideas. You need to be in the forefront and da da da. Okay, I've tapped into the bringer of new thoughts and ideas. And I think this is why I was, you know, it was absolutely in my imprint to be able to tap into a new system and be the bringer of new thoughts and ideas. But I am not comfortable with putting myself forward. You know, like the first book, like that book when I wrote it, for the longest, I was not planning on putting my name to it. I was just going to put, I was not going to put my name to it because I was kind of like afraid to step forward. Hmm. You know, I don't have a YouTube page yet. But I am working on it because I understand my point of where, you know, like even the work I do, I work in production, I'm behind stage. And I'm comfortable with that, even though I'm, you know, I'm like coming up with the ideas, I'm coming up, you know, I'm open to bringing in new thoughts and ideas. But so I know that aspect of myself, I'm like, okay, I really have to push myself to be more and more, more in the front, to stand up more and to be, to seem like that leader and not wait for the pack. So that's what I mean, like with that polarity aspect and knowing that, okay, this side of me, I, this is where I am not showing up for myself because this energy is there and you, you know, and it's, it, you know, energy is energy. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, if you have to step up to be a leader, how do you do that? You're processing that energy. And that's all that we are. We are energy processors. It's like, what would you do? Mm-hmm. Here you are. Here's your marker. What do you do with it? Mm-hmm. And it's, it's phenomenal. And you don't know what you don't know. Right. So, um, there are a couple of things that were very interesting and a couple different methods out there that I've done in order to kind of do some more self study, this being one of them. And what I found to be really interesting is that you could see, like you said, those aspects, but when you're not aware that there is the latter, right there's the polarities when you're, when you're sitting in this one energetic vibration, you're saying, well, this is the way that I am, right? This is who I am. This is what I do. This is what I like instead of saying, okay, well, yeah, this is there, but like, there's an alternate to that as well. And when you know that there's an alternate and you know that there's actually a scale and a spectrum to that Mm -hmm. aspect in your life, then you feel like the power is being placed back into your hands to do with it what you will. Like we said, with that combination lock, it's like, what are you going to do with it now that you know? And the awareness itself kind of brings so much light to different areas of your life. And it also, like I said, gives you back your power, but then, then the choice is yours. Then you feel that free will bubbling up and over and you're not playing the victim anymore because you're like, fuck, maybe I am like, perpetuating this cycle. Maybe I'm, you know, stepping into and choosing these things unconsciously perhaps, or perhaps even consciously, but by knowing the other opposite side, then you're like, all right, I got control now. I can Mm -hmm. figure this out. So, um, this is a very, very powerful tool. I think for anybody that's interested in just gaining a little bit more insight and knowledge about who they are, how their inner workings, um, work and how to, basically support yourself through this process and through this information. Yeah. Because there are people, I love that example you gave, you gave about people saying, that's who I am. And you're just so rigid and firm. Yeah. And it's like nothing in nature is firm. Not even the tree you see outside. 
So for you to have come like to the point of like, I've arrived, I, this is who I am. And if you notice, those who take those that kind of approach are always stagnant. Yes. They're always rigid and they're doing it as a defense mechanism mm-hmm, because absolutely. they're afraid to challenge themselves outside of what's not working for them. Amen. They will take on, <laughs> yeah, they will take on that. Like, this is who I am, but they're doing that in pain. Yes. Yes. So, yeah. So if, if you're able to be like, okay, be open to just be with flow mm-hmm. the same way that the wind is in flow with the branch from the tree. But the trunk of the tree is still strong. But guess what? There's a lot happening within the inside of that tree you see outside. Above and below. Exactly. So, you know, when when I hear people, it's like, that's who I am. And they sit there, they have a great manifesto of who they are, what they are, why they're not going to change, and this and that and that and that. Just listen. Because I know that they are definitely not in their power. Nope. You got to take the path of least resistance and just observe. But, you know, I mean, I have to wave to those people because I was there at one point too, you know, it's definitely as a teenager, I remember being like, this is who I am. I'm angry. Like this is, this is how I deal with it. Right. But again, we're at a different stage in our life, but everyone steps into those stages at different ages per se, but the stages still have to process and occur, I think for the Mm -hmm. soul, but like, I'm like, I went through that as a teenager, but some people are going through that as an adult because they want to stand firm in their power as adults, because maybe back when as children, they didn't have that foundation at home. So it's really interesting to see like, again, like the spectrum and the scale and where people are and not judging them, but seeing them and being like, you know, I see you, I understand you. And you'll get there. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, never in judgment because I think you don't know someone's source. No, and you don't know, um, you know, their source of pain, their source of love, their source of whatever. Um, so as I listen, um, cause I have someone that's very much rigid like that and I just listen to them and slowly and slowly, um, slowly and surely just through our interaction. And anytime you see something good in them, you compliment them on say, Hey, I saw you, you look like you're in a good flow. You're in a good place. And by just me having that, just acknowledgement on their progress, when I see that they're happy and they're in ease, then that compliment, you don't know how far it will take them. Right. As opposed to when they're in an air disempowered self, where you'd be like, Oh, why are you so negative? And that, not that I, I don't think I would say that. I'm like, would you not look at it in a different way? Mm-hmm. Or I just shift the conversation completely. Yeah. As opposed to keeping them in that downward energetic spiral. Um, so it's, it's it, it, everyone. I, I remember like, like you were saying, you know, when you were younger, you like neg- you're negative, like I, that's who I am. For me, I remember hearing it from someone who's like, I don't like people. And in uh, my college years, I used to be like, I just don't like people. I don't <laughs> even know what the hell that meant. But you know what I mean? When I heard that person say it, it sounded like, it was just like, that's just who you are. You don't like people. And I didn't even know what the hell that meant because I was always, I always love people. But I used to be like, I just don't like people. People are stupid. But then at that point, oh now when I think God. about it, and I'm like, how dumb did I sound? How Dude, immature. the imprints that we have in life, right? Yeah. Even now when I think about it, I'm like, how gullible was I that I think I'm okay to just say, I don't like people? Like, what does that mean? Right. Do I know enough people not to like them? Just from my own self and my own examination, I'm like, 
that was really immature of me, but mm-hmm. I didn't know any better. Right. But at that point, it got me to wherever I needed to be. Right. So, but to go around with just like, like, oh, it's, it, it's, you, you, you know, it's just like find your power and just be an allowance. Go yeah. to nature, get lessons from nature. <laughs> yes, for sure. And like, we can take that and drop it into relationships, right? Like sometimes yes. we end up having that energy, you know, if there's an argument or maybe somebody, you know, strokes a trauma or ignites a fear. Um, or maybe I know personally, I deal with fear of abandonment. Um, that's been kind of like a peel unpeeling of an onion and being able to use this as a tool in relationships and dynamics to see that aspect of yourself, because in my opinion, I think relationships are probably the single most important aspect of self-development because it brings up so much within emotionally. Um, but also it, it can trigger a lot as well. And being in a part of a relationship, especially one where you have a significant other, again, can kind of bring up so much and being able to have that, that analytical, not totally, maybe that's the wrong word, but like that, that observation of self within other is um, a very valuable tool to carry and have. Yeah. Well, if you look at it um, with relationship, you and Abraham says this, that that is your point of attraction. Mm-hmm. That is your point of alignment. Mm-hmm. So if you have someone that you've brought, like for me, whenever I meet somebody um, and, and it's, you know, cause I'm single, not, not really dating. I should, though. <laughs> I've been too busy. I'm like, I'm dating. If anybody's my on the airways looking for a date. <laughs> With yeah, a metaphysical you know, been, position. Yeah, I've been having a wonderful relationship with my mind and with, you know, with my goals. So <laughs> I I'm love that. I fucking love that. I've been having a lovely relationship with my mind. <laughs> yes, I am. We're in love. I'm totally stealing <laughs> that or borrowing that. <laughs> oh, please do. Please do. And so, I, you know, so whenever I meet somebody and as I'm sitting across them, I'm like, well, okay, what is it about you? That's your point of attraction alignment to me. So when something doesn't go, I don't put the blame on that individual. I look at myself and I say, what was my point of attraction with that? What was my point of alignment? Because I had to have aligned to that. Or what is that person bringing to, for me to learn and to grow from? Hmm. I don't look at it from a perspective of weakness. So as I, you know, go and I meet people and I, you know, and, you know, and I'm like, okay, what was that person bringing forward? Why was I even open to that? Hmm. And, and when you look back, I'll bring it back to the numerology, then I can go back. I'm like, okay, where was that coming from? And I can absolutely identify it. Because it is, it is, because it's your point of alignment. And even with your children, you know, I have people that I know, and they decide like, they're going to be so strict and this and that and that. And then the children react a certain way, but that's your point of alignment. But if you chose to align with your kids from their point of higher perspective, their point of higher self, they will meet you there. I need you to do my sons then. (laughs) (laughs) I do my kids. I really do need like, cause right now he's at that age where like he's becoming 10 and he's kind of moving into who he is and he's like you're mean you're mean and I'm like oh my gosh like how do I fix this I don't want my kid to think I'm mean but like Mm -hmm. there are certain things that have to be done and I feel like a broken record and I'm sure I'm not the only parent out there but that's that's an awesome 
aspect to consider too, is like using this to connect with your children, because that can sometimes be the biggest trigger for me is like the frustration that sometimes builds up with like going over the same things a million times. It's the age one, two, you got to be mindful of what he's exposed to when, with the language he's picking up mm-hmm. because that has something to do with it. Like I have my, I have a 17 year old. He used to watch Disney a lot. And I didn't, you know, year, and then all of a sudden I realized he was starting to like behave like them. Like, <laughs> and I was like, are you auditioning for a Disney character? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he became loud and we talk like them. And I felt like I was, I'm like, we're not on a Disney set. So huh. I cut off that. Like, you know what I mean? I, so we don't want, you know, my kids watch YouTube and they, you know, my 10 year old, my God, he's 11 now. He loves stuff that's educational and knowledgeable. So when he speaks to people, people are like, how old is he? So it's what he's feeding his mind. It's what he's getting. So you got to be mindful the same way that person who said to me, I don't like people. And I thought that was a good idea. So a a statement like that, look at where that voice is coming from. Mm. So, you know, there's that aspect. So that's the the holistic life counseling. (laughs) I do do my very best to manage his, his, what he watches he's obsessed with watching beyblades i don't know if you're familiar with them yeah yeah yeah. Mm -hmm. so he watches these beyblade battles all day on youtube watch the language yeah you can tell the 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 pokemon generation they're apologizing for everything like i look at naomi osaka and i'm like she is such a pokemon generation oh my gosh it's too funny (laughs) i love that Oh, I have my stepdaughter. She's a Pokemon generation. She walks around bowing to everyone and apologizing, you know, because they battle. Like, oh, that was a great battle. Sorry that you had to lose. Maybe next time that I'm like, yep. Pokemon oh my generation. God. Yeah. I need to actually listen. Cause I just see him like watching it. I'm not really like aware of like the types of conversations that are going on yeah. within the videos, but that's a good because idea. Who's to be playing aware it and what they're saying, because yeah. they're literally battling because they're taking this, this and they're right. flicking it on each other. So if that person gets flicked down and is like, you're mean, why did you do that? So you, you know what I mean? So listen to what they're saying. Like my kids, you know, they like Minecraft. So I'm very much listening to what um, those Minecraft um, channels they listen to and what they're saying. And sometimes I'm like, switch that off. Yeah. That's not, you know, so yeah, because you got to look at what's influencing them, Mm -hmm. you know, Um, and but with all three of my kids, I have one that's about to turn 18, one that's about to turn nine and one that just turned 11. I had their chart and on my wall and the two little ones are more open to it because they're younger when I got into the numbers where my older one is more of a cynic um, because of the age. Mm-hmm. But I do reference his numbers to him. I said, hey, James, you have a lot of six on your chart. You're not someone that's not to be active. Get active. Go out there. Find something to go do. Where Pierce, the 11-year-old, has seven in his chart. And he has a lot of nines. And so very smart, very analytical, very sensitive. I feel like that's so, my son. Yeah. So when you have those numbers, so I want to feed. Like someone asked Pierce yesterday, oh, what are you going to be for Halloween? I don't know, maybe somewhat historical. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. And I just looked oh at the pair and I'm like, God, that is too cute. Yeah, he'll, I'm driving him to school. He looks up at the cloud. He's like, oh, that cloud looks, looks like, you know, the country Zimbabwe. And I'm like, what does that country look like? Oh so when he God. sees clouds, he sees countries in the clouds. <laughs> so, so and then cute. Cool 
Koei, who has fives in her chart, I'm having to work with her because chart, you know, five can be a bit, you know, um, dramatic. You know, they're very adventurous. You throw Chloe into anything, she's right there with it. So yesterday she's like, can I watch YouTube if I go to bed? Because she likes this woman who paints little mm -hmm. stuff. And I was like, it's nine, you know, it's nine quarter past, nine, quarter to 10. And before I could have been, oh, I didn't get to watch TV. And I'm like, there's that five at play. So now I have to figure out, you know, to always, whenever I see her go into like that little drama, to bring her to her power and be like, listen, you don't get things by just throwing a tantrum. So I let her cry, walk away. I said, okay, this is 10 minutes. How long is this thing you wanted to watch? Oh, it's 15 minutes. And I said, you just wasted five minutes of it. So let me know when you can get yourself together. I walk away and, I, and I'm like, okay, now she's just sitting in this mess. I said, go brush your teeth. She went and brushed her teeth and I'm downstairs. She comes downstairs, she apologized. And I said, are you done? I said, how long is that video? I said, guess what? You've just spent 17 minutes going through this. And I said, now what would have happened if you have used your, your words? That's more powerful than that drama. Mm -hmm. And my word with her is spare your mama that drama. <laughs> so like, That's like, it. Please. Spare your mama that drama. You know, Please. I'm like, I said, yeah, I said, there's a thing they say, save that drama for your mama. But for me, spare your mama that drama. So by the end of it, it, would be, it was cooled off. But I think, I, you know, I have to, at that moment, I realized because I, I kept that five in mind that I had to teach her to use her words and not just go into frustration because she has that aspect in her chart that is not serving her. Mm. So use your words. Wouldn't it have served you better if you had made your case? And I said, make your case to me now. And she did. And I said, okay, now you have to go watch it. I said, but you just, but you just, I said, you could have been two videos into this based on the time that it is now. Mm -hmm. So I would not have had those dialogue because it annoys me to just start crying. I'm not that mother. I don't do tantrum. Yeah. You know? So, but because I went straight to the number five, realizing what aspect was working, I dealt with her at that level. Yeah, that's interesting. Definitely going to have you do my son's chart. <laughs> but moving on to Jonathan and I's chart um, with relationships and maybe touching on a little bit of information if you want to share. Um, I know that we touched on it a little bit about the benefits of using this as a tool um, in relationships. And um, we already spoke about how this can kind of assist us with children. Um, but also significant others. So anything in addition to like what we've, we've shared that you'd like to touch on oh. before we dive deeper into the chart itself? Oh, it, it, that's just so much. I love talking with you because you trigger <laughs> so much and you bring out so much, you know, what, that the chart can offer. Uh, no, it's beautiful. I I'm so thankful that you, you, you know, you're taking this on and you're welcoming this kind of knowledge into your oh God, podcast. I love so this I knowledge. Thank you for that. Oh, yes, absolutely. Thank, thank you, so you for being open and putting yourself out there with me. <laughs> Cause That's I know that we were talking about that earlier, but I'm like, she's doing it right now. She's putting herself on the airways. She's going to be all over the damn place. <laughs> you thanks to you because i literally have just been hiding i mean i've i, I published a book in 2019 wow it's those who know mm -hmm. you know and i've done i've done i did a book signing where it's like people just kept showing up and i just put it on facebook mm -hmm. and i was just like oh 
okay, you know. Get it out so- there, girl. Put yourself out there. You got a lot to share and a lot of valuable information to share because thank you. This thank is you. something, like I said, that it's a tool like we can use. And you know, fortunately, this go around in this marriage is super healthy for me and like I love it so much. But I think that there's always aspects to learn and grow and build one another as well as self within other. So um really looking forward to you guys are definitely a really good point of attraction. Mm-hmm. And um I, I really wish that I was able to have you print his chart and your chart. And I don't know if there's a way you can open it on yeah, your Yeah, I can pull it up on my email now. But you but you you're not able to have them side by side, right? To see well I can I can open both in a different way. Yeah, I can explain it to you, um, but it's it's fascinating, absolutely fascinating. Because um, just on uh, just from the relationship, just for your your listeners, um, what I look for with the relationship aspect is I pull up both charts that shows twelve the twelve markers, and within those markers there are um, there are um, points to each points there are three. Um, compatibilities, numbers that are compatible to you. So let's say like for you, um, your life number is a two, mm-hmm. right? So with the two life number, what um, what complements you is, um, is a three, seven, and five. Like to have that, then that's, that's, that's an energy that will come that will help enhance you or challenge you or whatever. That's, that's, that's an, uh, uh, that's it. That those are energies that are complement that are, I don't know how, you know, how with astrology, when they say you're compatible, like, I guess that would be that that, that compatibility because they will support your energy. Right. Um, so there's three compatibility to each number from the one to nine. And then remember the 11 to 99 is just the amplification of the one to nine. And um, I'm going to go ahead on my side. I'll pull it. I I'll have them up. both pulled up. I don't think you emailed me his. I think you texted it to me. So I'm going to pull it, the photo up on oh, my phone. Oh, then you can look at it from your phone. Yep. So I have one on my computer and one on my phone. So we can we can kind of compare. Okay. Um, and wait, I'm just going to find a way so I can put them side by side for me. Can you still see, you could still see me, right? Yeah, I still see you, yep. Okay, all right. So first point of compatibility that you guys have, believe it or not, is your life number. Your life number is a two and his life number is an eight. However, the way you're, it's like you guys are switching on each other because his life number is eight and his perception ladder is a two. Your life numbers are two and your perception ladders. Oh, eight. wow. I see that. Yeah. You see how you guys complement each other and the yeah. way like, you know, you guys have the potential to like look at things from sides, which is what the two represents. Mm-hmm. And the eight is the expansion. Hmm. So you guys, I mean, from the, the unseen energy, which is the etheric and from the perception, you guys are kind of like mirroring an aspect that you need to work, that you're here to experience fascinating love that <laughs> isn't that cool so that when you're in, cool. when he's in his life factor he wants to expand here you are in your life you're looking at sides when he's experiencing things through the physical way he's looking at sides and you are looking at things on how to expand 
Yeah. And it's, it's really true. Cause he helps me and gives me suggestions about like my little side business. And I've encouraged him, um, with his business and other aspects of life, but I definitely resonate with that very much. It's interesting. Yes. And the other thing you guys have in common, which is the exact thing, your event cycle and your equalizing energy, mm-hmm. both of you six. Mm-hmm. So you guys are like nonstop. Let's got an idea. Let's go for it, mm-hmm. which absolutely supports the two and the eight energy that you both carry. Mm-hmm. Cool. Right. Very cool. So that is, so you guys are not someone that, you know, you're not a couple that's be like, okay, let's get the house and let's just be here until we retire. And then we'll just figure, you know what I mean? Like it's, 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 it, you just got to keep next. moving. Yep. Yeah. Got to keep it moving. Got to keep active because the minute either of you or both of you stop being active, it will not serve the both of you because you will feed off each other's stagnant. Mm. Yep. And the next point of uh, you guys have, look at your soul number and look at his soul number. Mm-hmm, I know I was looking at that. And also the last two, the two threes too. Yes. And the two threes. So both of you are, you know, have that energy to create something, whatever mm-hmm. it is. If it's to create your children and bring out the best humans possible, you know, you don't know what that is. It's whatever you guys can come into that energetic alignment with to do with it. Mm-hmm. And look what's working with both of you guys. The nine. Mm-hmm. The aspect the of source creator. Mm-hmm. Huh? In the same spot. Yeah. And he has three 11s in my life path number is 11. Mm-hmm. Does that correlate? Um, it, it, it's, I, I, it's what meaning you're attracted to it from that perspective. But for me, um, I just think his, the 11s on where it's placed, it's just his journey. Gotcha. Because okay. it's not necessarily um, with you. And you are, and you, and you don't have, and it's not aligned with you in any way as far as for the compatibility, compatibility, but he just represents that aspect. Like that's something he's bringing to the table. Very interesting. But as far as like that analogy we use of that lock, it's just that combination that you guys have in common in order to open, you know, to open your greater experience. Interesting. Now, just out of curiosity, um, when you're looking at our charts and how many similarities there actually are within this chart, his chart and my chart, when you see somebody who maybe doesn't have as many aspects that correlate, does that signify perhaps areas of a need to develop per se, or like nurture, or is it completely like incapable like either you're not compatible at all is it very much um, like astrology or yeah it, you can't develop something that's not there gotcha because this this is science it is what it is you know what i mean right. that's the number you know so there's no meat develop but however that person let's say i have a five and that and and, and that five and i have the compatibility with an eight the five is about looking at yourself is is um being open to change Mm-hmm. And if I have someone that comes to me with an eight energy and that person is stuck, guess what? If I connect and align with that compatibility aspect and I'm not changing, then we are not serving each other. And that could be a huge lesson. Interesting. So that person can come with one marker 
but it could be life altering or life you know damning experience is what you do with it because remember the eight is either you're expanding you're growing you're going for it or you're not so if i have a five and it's about being adventurous and going for it and and challenging yourself and looking at what serves you best and you're with someone who's in the back corner trying to suck energy out of you guess what you're not doing you're not honoring yourself by being that adventurous by going for change because this person's busy there holding you back but however if you have that five you're outgoing and da, 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 and here's that person that has that eight that sees life bigger and just like oh i can do this i can do this and together you guys can make magic yeah and it could be that just one connective point because it doesn't take much for someone to enhance your life or to destroy your life yeah that's that's interesting um Kind of like there's a part of me that's kind of curious about my ex-husband and wondering, <laughs> like, is it in there that we weren't like compatible? Because, um, you know, there were aspects, of course, that we were. But this is like for me, when I'm looking at Jonathan's chart and my chart, I'm just like, wow, there's so many points in which we can kind of thrive individually and together, together. Um, and support each other. Right. Which is really, really interesting. And again, like with these different aspects, can you share, for instance, maybe like two or three examples of where, um, I, how I can support it. Like what you said, the two and the eight, you gave us that example about expansion and like looking at the sides. Can you give us like some other, maybe two other examples in which I can take note of perhaps maybe numbers that I don't have. So for instance, the three and the three were, were the same, the seven and the nine, the same, the six is the same, the two and the eight is the same. But you said that the fives is kind of like a bit of a challenging. Um, That's in your chart. Right. But like, so that, you remember, like remember, you're, 11, still having your own, you're still having your own human experience. Gotcha. Gotcha. All he becomes is your co-creator. I and see. as far as an ex is concerned, um, you could absolutely, it could have made it compatible if the two of you could have been an agreement of what serves you both. I it's see. that example I gave about the eight and the five. They're absolutely compatible. But if I have a five and I desire to be adventurous, to, to be open to change and to expand myself. And meanwhile, here's that eight. That eight is too busy over there being a victim. Got even it. though we could have been amazingly compatible. But if he's there and he's holding me back, I got to go. Bye-bye. So that's so, so as you look at the numbers and you look to see where that person showed up in your life and what way you guys were not in alignment. And that's what that shows really. And as far as for you and Jonathan, I think though, because you guys have so many very powerful, um, all numbers are powerful, but um, numbers that are impactful as well, together strong numbers like i'm like the seven seven is about knowledge so the two of you both of your souls seek knowledge now if you see he's sitting somewhere and he's not expanding his wealth of knowledge and then you decide to join him in there then both of you are not honoring each other so you're not if you're not growing you're not honoring your soul's purpose and both of you share the same type of desire my soul, I may want to expand my knowledge on, on needle, um, like needle point. He may choose to expand his knowledge on, on, on fishing. Whatever it is, it's what you do with it. It's not a thing of like, it needs to be just spiritual. It's are you expanding? It's the same thing. Like, doesn't matter what brings you happiness. 
some people, happiness is food. You know, they love food. For me, I look at food as like, oh, I need it. How fast can I eat it? Because I got something else to do. Where there are people like, oh, you know, their whole day is like, how can I get food? And it's not about weight or anything like that. Because I have girlfriends that will eat the house down and they're like size one. Mm-hmm. But they love food. For me, food is like, yeah, I enjoy food, but I got other stuff to do. So it's what you do with it. Mm. So with that seven that both of you share is to support each other on your desire to learn, on your desire to gain greater wealth and understanding and whatever it is. And in that three you guys have together, it's like, it's either you can create something together or you support each other on each other's desire for whatever it is that you choose to create. Mm. Now that creation could be, an artist aspect where I want to draw and I want to tap into the creating energy and create beautiful artwork. Or it could be like, you know what? I want to create a new way of doing something. Creation is creation. And creation could be your imagination, like creating a life. Mm-hmm. Maybe the two of you can just sit down and just think about like, oh, what kind of life do we want to create? That's creation. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so, so powerful because we did a vision board, um, this past new year together and we visualized what we wanted. Um, he's on his endeavor, starting his business as an electrician and expanding that. And I've given him, you know, suggestions and ideas and helped him build the website and all that jazz. Cause I've done it before. And he kind of gives me an outsider's perspective of like my yoga classes, like you should record them. You should, you know, do this. And it, I can see these aspects of how our relationship does very much feel supported, mm-hmm. even though we are both on our own endeavors. We are also yeah. on the similar, similar endeavors together now with our son, our newborn. But um, yeah, this is, this is really cool. Cause I could see these aspects and like you said, knowing, so like, if you're not creating, you're not feeling empowered, right? So like having that knowledge that we both have the threes there, being cognizant of like, okay, what are you, what are you, the seven of course is the knowledge. Like, are you learning? Are you mm-hmm. expanding? And are you growing from what you're learning from? Exactly. Um, yeah. So that's really cool. Like for example, how he hasn't dated, he has it to both of you on your life and your perception ladder, right? So let's say he's like, Hey babe, I want to grow my business. I want to make it bigger. And then you're like, oh, let's examine this. I don't think you could do it. Just stick with your job and, and, and that'll be safer. Da, da, da. You're not serving him. Mm. Yep. You see what I mean? Like you're not serving him. But the fact you like, he's like, hey, I want to expand my business. Like, yeah, let's make it bigger. <laughs> you know That's I mean? totally me. I'm like, yeah, let's figure it out. We got to do it. But you know, yeah. what's interesting though is sometimes like, it goes flopped. Like there'll be certain aspects of business building, like say from like his aspect or my aspect where I'm kind of like, I don't know if I should do that. And like, he's like, no, pushing me to do it. And then sometimes it's flipped where he's like, I don't know, maybe I got to slow down. I got to take my time. I'm like, no, do it full throttle. Like, so what? Like if you get like five or six different clients in a week, like manage it out, you could do it. Like take it in, like take as much as you can build your business. And I could see like, yeah, where we both can kind of balance each other out by being, I guess, the support system in the process of perhaps the darker aspects of these numbers. Yeah, because as you guys do it, one of you is, you know, both of you have the aspect of processing it and expanding. Mm -hmm. So which means that that creates a better support net for or safety net 
because it's not being done from the perspective of like not, you know, people sometimes do stuff and they don't even look to see what could happen. But because of the way you guys have the way the numbers are placed for you both, because one is other examining it or looking at it, then that creates a better possibility of success. Mm. Because, you you know, unless if you're like, oh, let's just do it, let's not think about it, then, you know, you, sometimes you may make a decision, no choice, that's not right. If, right of if course. You're, but the fact that the two of you have that aspect of expansion and examination, that's really good. So that's why when you say when it flips, absolutely, because you guys are flipping, but as long as you stay in a positive, supportive conversation with it, then it's absolutely beautiful. So interesting. Now, what aspects of the chart that are different? um, Because I think that his is different, the entry point and the your perceived Event cycle. Again, you guys are still individuals. Right, right. So his chart, all his other energetic markers is, you know, it's what makes him. Because no matter, you you could be his wife, but you don't know his thoughts. You don't know his source. Right. But is there ways in which, like, as a partner, I could look at these aspects of the chart and be like. Oh, for him, immediately is the mastery that he has in him between the 11 and the 77. Mm-hmm. Like make sure that, you know, like he's always make, like we help him shine his light. That 11 is an illumination, you know, and he's an electrician. That- <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> that is hilarious. Turn on the lights, turn on the turn lights. On the light, baby. Let's shine that light. Let's keep it bright. Let's keep it bright. Yeah. But that like, let's hilarious. say for instance, like seeing the other aspects of his chart, are there aspects as a partner where I could see oh, well, maybe there's something like maybe he's going towards the negative aspect. Like you said, with your daughter, your daughter has that five in a certain area of the chart. Like for instance, if I see in his chart, like there's something else there, I I know like maybe, maybe he's doing this. Like, how can I support him? How can I, maybe he has his own thoughts and he is his own person, but what can I pick up on per se with the other aspects or um, you know, layers of his chart that I can help support him. Um, Knowledge, through. whether or not he's learning. That's the main he, thing. That's what feeds his soul. Yeah, because of that, you know, his collective energy and his soul energy. And your soul is also seven. So it's about that continuous learning. Oh, and I love learning. Like, that is all I do, like podcasts, reading, all that. That is definitely yeah. where, so I it's that- and where I feel like I'm fed. Exactly. And for him as an electrician, I don't know if it's if his interest is learning more about, you know, electricity and the new technologies and da da da. But whatever it is that feeds him, um, that feeds his the that side of him of knowledge, of always gaining a greater understanding than others. Um, and then th- that illumination, that eleven, mm-hmm. you know, making sure that you stay positive and you you remain because people look at him as as like, like I said, like with his, some people perceive him as the bringer of light. Like he's someone that, you know, if you're not in a good place, he's the one that can bring you to center, to like to look, to uplift, mm-hmm. you know, like there, there's something uh, within that energy, which is, you know, the illumination, the bringer of light and, and, and really helping people see their God factor. You, you don't have to be spiritual, but to see that, Hey, you're worthy. You're worth it. Mm-hmm. And he has that capacity in him to make people feel relevant. Interesting. Yeah. So, interesting. so if, yeah, yeah. So the biggest thing is, you know, he, um, for him is knowledge is very big. And then that 11, 
Um, and then the other aspect, which then you guys share very much in common, which is the eight, the two, the six, and the nine. But it, ha you know, I mean, if it's anything specific, like if you see, like even if you see, like you, you know, you feel like off, like by something he's doing, and you can just look at the chart and where is that coming from? Based on what these represent, where is that coming from? Hmm. Like you know, not wanting to do anything, afraid to expand the business, afraid to take a risk you know, and then always like, look, if he's like, always looking to be validated, it's like, is this okay? At that point, that person, you know, there comes a point where you can feel that person needs you too much, where they're like energetic hook of like being a vampire. Mm -hmm. At that point, you know, that person's not serving their greatest and highest purpose. Yeah, which he's never been. But I will say when we first started dating, um, he was kind of okay where he was like he, he wanted to stay within the company. Like he was working for, um, and I kind of like helped encourage him to go get his master electrician license, which is interesting. Master number, master electrician, um, uh -huh. and begin to, you know, start this process. And he was worried that he wasn't going to pass the test. So he was studying like crazy like waking up early in the morning, staying up late at night. Um, and he passed it and it empowered him. And now he's kind of building and he's excited to build and is growing. And it's, it's, it's really awesome to see because I think sometimes too, depending on who you're with, they can help bring you closer to your power. And sometimes people can take you away from that. And mm -hmm. you could say that and you could, you could, understand it but being aware that it's happening while you're in the relationship is a totally different animal I think because yeah. oh, you're yeah. blinded by that person sometimes you don't realize that they're they're pulling you further away instead of bringing you closer to mm -hmm. so the awareness in and of itself too to take notice of like what's happening within the dynamic of the relationship and your internal energy and emotions um, and what's coming up for you to help navigate. And with this tool as well, moving through the relationship and self and saying, wow, like this person disempowers me in this area and Absolutely. like maybe able to like have a conversation with that individual and be like, listen, like I'm feeling disempowered in this area. And just knowing that, that, that is something that's also tangible and can be seen on a piece of paper, um, is, is interesting to, to step into, um, from that, from a different perspective and vantage point. Yeah. And also what, you know, I, I, I think I explained to you last time about the event cycle, the event cycles as things happen in your life. And the event cycle was really what brought me to connect with spirit, to get these numbers. Cause I was looking at someone's pattern. I'm like, how come every nine years, someone does something fucked up in their lives. And I'm like, oh, if I can see something in that person, there must be something in me. And it was through me doing that examination. And all of a sudden, I told you I saw the numbers the way I saw them. Yeah. But you and Jonathan share the same event cycle. So which means that things happen in your lives within six-year cycles. And you guys share that. And that is so amazing because as you as you grow, as you take on lessons. Grow together. Life, yeah. That's interesting. So... I tell Jonathan all the time that I manifested him. I was uh -huh. like, I man affested you. And he's like, <laughs> I love okay. It. And um, there were a couple key points that 
when I was writing down and refining who like my main person would be, which at the time I didn't really want because I had finished, like finalized my divorce and everything. And I was okay to do life by myself, but I was like, all right, God, if you give me this man, then this man is like who I'm supposed to be with. But at that point I was kind of like, you know, it is what it is. I'll jot it down and I'll put it out there. But if I'm, I'm okay with being by myself at the same time. And I was like, I want somebody that supports me and my endeavors. I want somebody that grows with me. I want somebody that we can do things together and be like a real partnership. Mm-hmm. Like I want to be able to, to travel. I want to be able to do things and, you know, again, have that kind of spontaneity to like get up and go kind of an energy and mm-hmm. also still be able to build a home, you know, which is, which sounds like a lot when you're like putting it all together, but like now here you are with these different aspects. And I did, um, I did a natal chart reading. And at the time I was with my ex-husband and the guy was like, you're not with your, your partner, like your partner's a Scorpio. And I was like, really? And at the time before my ex-husband, I dated a Scorpio and I was like, never again. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And then here he comes and I was like, oh, wow. Like he's a Scorpio. Okay. So super, super cool because you know, what's interesting too. It's like, knowing what I had visualized for my, you know, my ideal partner and the aspects of the ideal partnership and seeing them on a piece of paper, like tangibly staring back at me, it also helps you recognize that, you know, within yourself, almost what you Mm -hmm. need in a partnership, if you're aware of it you know how you want to feel in a partnership Mm -hmm. if you become aware of it within yourself. And this is just kind of like a mirror reflection of, yeah, that, that this is, this is what you, this is how you thrive. And this is the partner that's going to help you grow and thrive as well. But you already also kind of know that, but having something external that validates that it's like, Absolutely. Absolutely. Because the thing is, is that, you know, all point of attraction, it's other that person's meeting us at our empowerment point, or they're meeting us at our disempowerment point. So, you know, by you bringing an energy like Jonathan into your life, and for what you guys have in common, you guys obviously met each other at your point of empowerment. Because the same way you could have met him, you could have met that same exact chart from their point of disempowerment, if you were disempowered. Yeah. Interesting thought. Yeah. So that's why it's so important to be very mindful of what you are putting out. And this system is very much about energy, frequency, and vibration. The energy is the source of where that idea, that thought or whatever is coming from. What are you tapping into to process it? And what are you putting out? And the example I use in the book is like, I have my laptop right here. If I could plug my laptop in this room that I'm sitting in, or I can plug it into the kitchen or the dining room, wherever I plug it in, that's the source of that energy for that laptop. Now, all the information, like the applications and everything in there are the frequency. Right now, we're using Zoom as a frequency. Mm -hmm. What's coming on the monitor, what we're doing is the vibration that's coming out of that. So, and, and I, and I was shown that in a vision and I was just like, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So and it doesn't like matter what, hmm? sorry, go ahead. 
No, I said it doesn't matter, you know, of where you plug in your source. If it's not, you know, so it can serve you, it can not serve you. Mm-hmm. I can plug it into an outlet that's damaged that can blow up this, the computer. Or right. I can plug it into an outlet that's perfectly fine. And then I turn on the computer and I'm, I, I find a program that's, that has, you know, I'm processing and I happen to, you know, a, a, something that has a virus. And all of a sudden, I, you know, that projects something out to the computer. Now I'm experiencing that. Then whatever comes off the computer, then I'm reacting to it as well. That energy frequency vibration. Hmm. <laughs> Love this. Yeah. So that's why it's so important on who we surround ourselves with the inner dialogue that we have, because our inner dialogue determines how we project that. People don't realize like you're talking to them. I don't know. I, I, I mean, I don't think I'm unique in that way. And I'm speaking to someone and they're saying one thing and you know, it's something else. I interacted with someone recently and, and, um, like, I just felt like she was so unauthentic. And, and when I walked away that for the rest of that day, I felt so off. Wow. And then two days later, she did something. And I was like, yep, that's what that was about. Because you know that that person was not being genuine. And now as, as I interact with people, a lot of times it's, it's not even your words. What you, and we are more sensitive now. The energy have sure. shifted. You know, we're, we're, you know, I know people's like, oh, we're shifting to the fifth minute, you know, okay. I mean, for me, I just look at it as like, no, there's a veil that's been lifted because we've shifted as far as, um, you know, like they say the age of the Aquarius, the way I equate the age of the Aquarius is, you know, I um, I don't know if you used to watch those lifetime TV shows where the woman's going through a divorce or she just lost her job or she needs to go find herself. She goes in so that she rents a house or a house that she's had. No one's been in there for years. And then she gets in there and all of a sudden she, you know, raised the curtains and the light comes into where there was dark. Now all of a sudden you get to see the cobwebs and you get to see the dust that's on the couch and the mouse is scurrying away. And I'm looking at him like, that's us. Yeah. We've been in the dark. The veil's been lifted, whatever that is, whether if it's a curtain or whatever, and light is coming through. Mm-hmm. So now you get to see all of the stuff that has been out of integrity. So yeah. it's one or two things. It's either you decide to sit on that dirty couch and duck the webs, or you do the necessary work and clean that shit up. Yes. Yes. So that's the way I look at it now in the age that we're in. But there are people who will spend the time paint the house on the outside and the shit is still inside. Mm-hmm. And then when they're speaking with you outside of the house, you know, that house is dirty. <laughs> yes. And it's a continued process too, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, maybe you can't clean the whole house in one swoop, but it's yeah. a process. And it's that, that growth and that expansion from like these different stages and different processes in life and different exposure to different things that again, bring light into the various different rooms that are who you are. Exactly. But it's the intention that's more relevant, right? If your intention is to keep your house clean, if your intention is to be of compassionate mind and heart, if your intention is to be decent, it doesn't matter what's going on inside because there are so many people who've had rough lives Right. And they could still be kind to others because they rebuild. Yeah. And then you have somebody that is wealthy and they're this and they're that. And you speak to them and you're like, wow, this person is so, you know, tainted. 
Mm-hmm. That person is so damaged. That's that house. That's not, you know, that internal house. Mm. So it's, it's the whole thing of the intention. Is your intention to be decent? Is your intention to be kind? Is your intention, to, you know, to connect to a, something greater and bigger? Or is your intention to be malicious, you know, deceitful? And that, you know what I mean? It, it's, it comes down to that. It's like seeing through the lens of love and like dropping yeah. into that, that love vibration that's all inclusive and connected. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. Because you can go into someone's house that's dirty, but you you can feel like, you know, there's good intention. Like, yeah, I meant to do the laundry. And then you go into someone's house and it's like, why bother? It's over there. Go pick your clothes. Right. It's a whole different energy. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, my ex always make fun of me. Like if I hear someone's coming to my house, everything could be you know a mess. First thing I do is grab a broom because I feel like <laughs> clean floor feels good. I'm grabbing the broom and I'm sweeping. I agree with you. I agree with you. I have, we have white floors and we have dogs. We have three dogs mm-hmm. and we have white floors and they go outside and they come back in. And I think I probably vacuum and wipe down the floors like two or three times a day. And that's exactly it. Like the first thing when somebody comes over, I'm like, wipe the floors. <laughs> exactly. And meanwhile, the bookshelf is dusty. I'm like, I will get that later. <laughs> exactly. It's like the floors. It's all about the floors. <laughs> I, I absolutely, you know what? When a, a, when a floor is freshly mopped, I really feel it. Nothing like it. The feel of the whole house. I'm with you. I'm totally with you. I feel exactly <laughs> the same way. That's insane. Too funny. Yeah, but that's on level, you know, it's, it's that's a that's a simple playing field. That's right. intention. Right. So you do that because there's a love in you and a pride for your home. Right. But there are people you go into their house and it's like you 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 you, you know I don't care. Yeah. I've been I've been to some houses like that. So it's like, oh okay, okay, see you, see you. Yeah. <laughs> but even sometimes you go into clean homes and the home just feels empty. Yeah, intense. Yep. So again, it's what you do with what you got. Yep. Because I've been to homes where it's like, you know, you know, the people are not, you know, they don't have money and they're doing their best. I don't know. But they're the first one to take their food off their table to give it to you. Right. Right. It's all the intention. Yes. It's all the intention. Yes. (laughs) My last question, just because this is something that has been a part of my life that I've been working through. Um, for years now. And I feel like it stems from childhood, but my fear of abandonment and that general energy, um, could there be an aspect or a dynamic within the charts that either I can, can work with within myself to go a little, do what? The, the five. five. Okay. And then how can my partner support me through those emotions or is that just something that's totally on me that I got to work through it has nothing to do with him because at the same time I don't want somebody to, to pacify a trauma that's obviously mine but at the same time I do want to feel comfortable and supported um as I process through and he's aware that like I've got these abandonment issues so is there a way with what you see between these two charts and what I'm going through that I can either help benefit, support myself in some way a little bit more, or is there also a way in which my partner can help support me as I move through this healing process? 
Okay, for you, I think it's the five energy that's being processed with the abandonment issues, because the five is about what's it's about change, and it's about um, 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 new beginnings. So something must have happened to you in your childhood that was either through moving or through a significant change that you weren't ready for. Mm-hmm. And so you're connecting to that lowering aspect of that. Mm-hmm. I so, believe it's in my childhood as well. I haven't done a regression yet. I have actually a regression scheduled um, in November um, to see if that that's something because it, gosh, this, this is something I've been dealing with for so long that I want to like liberate myself from these feelings. It's like yeah, anxiety but, sometimes. Yeah, but um, first and foremost, I, you, I, you know, I know I'm also a certified hypnotherapist. Oh, I did okay. not know that. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. my Atlanta. So you need to give me all of your certifications, girl. Because yeah. you just said numerologist and metaphysical physician. Hold well, I, the phone. Yeah, no, I seek to understand people. So I, I literally went, and that's what I was saying. I was dating my mind. I mean, we went on a lot of wonderful ventures together. Wow, that is incredible. You You're an incredible this. human being. God bless you. Oh, we thank need you. you and your energy out here on the airway is like, please get a podcast. Please get a YouTube, please. We're all starving for this information and this knowledge. Yes, thank you. Thank you. So um, first thing I would say to you is don't own that whole thing of I have abandonment issue. The Mm -hmm. more you own it, the more you keep it alive. Fuck. Slap in the face, right? So true. Because if I sit around and I walk around and I say I don't like people, then I'm putting out that energy and more people that's going to show up for me not to like. Hmm. So that is your own process. It has nothing to do with Jonathan. It has to do with you. Right. That much you know. Yeah. Don't make it your identity. Hmm. Just know that, you know, and once you let you figure out what it is and for you to let it go, um, then you're it's because it's not you. Right. Because if you had abandonment issue, you wouldn't be able, you wouldn't attract people that are showing up to be with you. Interesting. So then I guess maybe the the thing that I, that's how I defined at times, like these feelings that I have. So maybe it's not that, maybe it's not abandonment. Maybe it's, it's something else. Maybe it's an insecurity or something along those lines. I'd have to dig a little bit deeper, but wow. Interesting insight to, to have me ponder about and meditate on a little bit deeper now. Yeah. um, I, when I was going through my issue with my ex, I remember looking at him and I said to myself, this was a conversation I have, I was having with, um, and I saw him, I was sleeping. And for whatever reason, the blind, um, one of the leaf fell down and it was at night and he's outside. Um, and we had just had an argument and I'm laying in bed and I can see him sitting by the pool. And I thought to myself, I said, what is it about me that caused me to attract that relationship? What is it that, you know, why did I, you know, why am I in this situation? Why am I experiencing this? And something, I don't know, something greater in me caused me to look to say, when was the last time I felt this way? Hmm. And I went to the last time I felt that way. And I went to the last time I felt that way. And then I went to the biggest one was a friendship that I had with that friend as well, did not seem, you know, like completely disvalue me. And then when I brought it all the way back, you know where it led me to? Hmm. I was born in Haiti and my mom left Haiti to come to the U.S. And she left me with my aunt. 
and I was very privileged in Haiti. So um, every birthday, my mom always got me a dress and my sister a dress and she would have people over and so on. So for my birthday, my mom sends me a dress. And I don't know, I don't remember if she sent the same dress for my sister. I don't remember. My birthday fell on a Thursday. And on the island, I don't know if it's still that way. On Sundays is when you put on your Sunday's best. Um, and my family was not very religious, so we didn't go to church or anything. But people would come and visit you. So in case anybody popped over, the kids always look clean. <laughs> and it's a Thursday. It's my birthday. I put on my dress. And my cousin looked at me and was like, why are you wearing your good clothes? And I said, it's my birthday. I don't know what she said to my aunt. And my aunt punished me for wearing that dress. And I remember wow. looking at the pride and how happy yeah. my cousin seemed. And at that point, I knew I had to keep my head down. Mm. And that's where that stemmed from. Mm. And then once I was able to see that, I literally, I, I stood up and I hugged myself. And I told that child that I'm sorry. And I love you. And, da, da, da. and I walked it back to my adult. And I can see the trails that was left in my life from that one experience. And it would, and I guarantee you, if I mentioned it to my aunt or my cousin, they wouldn't even remember it. Right. But I remember my birthday putting on a dress and I was punished, beaten because I should, I didn't have the right to do that. It was on the wrong day. And then seeing the, how happy she was to see that happen that I knew that I just cannot, I, I cannot bring myself forward. And, and that, that also has something to do with why I'm, I'm kind of shy about coming out with forefront with my knowledge, because that's me putting myself forward. Could there be a punishment? Could I be judged? But I don't walk around owning that. Yeah. So for you, like the feeling you get, walk it back. When was the last time I felt that way? When was the last time I felt that way? And you could, you could absolutely, you could absolutely see the trail. Mm -hmm. And once you're able to see where the originating point is for that, then you can forgive yourself. Mm. And That's, that was so profound for me. And yeah. from that point, I did not, I, I swear to you, I, I stopped arguing with my ex-husband. I said to him, let's be the perfect example of what divorce looks like with children. Mm-hmm. And I left it at that because I knew it had nothing to do with him. That was my process. Right. Not to yeah. say that. That's it. It's like, I know it's my process and it's like, I feel like I've attempted to process it, but there's still remnants, you know, of that feeling or perhaps like, like you mentioned, it's not necessarily fear of abandonment. It could be something else that I've put that definition to. Um, but man, so many layers to this, right? Yeah. But don't, you know, like if you're walking around, I have abandonment issue, I have abandonment. Of course you're going to, then you're going to, even if those issues would not be there ready to participate with you, but you're welcoming it. Right. So even if you don't get it in your relationship, you can get it from your children. You can get it from external friends because you're vibrating abandonment. Right. Mm -hmm. So figure out what's the point of origination. And whatever, however long it takes you, like I did this and, you know, I don't know how long it took me while I was laying in bed. I was able to walk it back, but it's amazing. Once you put your mind to it and you start thinking about it, the mind will lead you to the right place. It, it does. Yeah. And it's, it has in so many other ways for me yeah. as well, but. But if the intention is there to find out the originating point of that abandonment issue 
And you might find out the biggest abandonment issue you have is you abandoning yourself. Yeah. And that's, that's, and that's what just came trust. to me now. Yep. That's yeah. building trust within the self. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. I just felt like, yeah. Yep. So of you, of you not like, it's might be like a pressure you put on yourself on doing that. It's a fear of like you not doing. So that sure. thing is being translated into abandonment issue. No, it's not about the external. It's the internal. It's like, can I do it? You know, am I going to fail at it? Am I going to show up for it? For sure. For sure. For sure. There's layers. Look of at that. the process. Yeah. Oh my God. What a beautiful therapy session. <laughs> all recorded for all of y'all you know and it's so cool because you know we're never done with the work no never ever done with the work and these tools that you've shared with us which I would love to touch we'll we'll chat about hypnosis on another date maybe have you on again and again and again but um just like knowing that there are modalities out there that can pull this out and people out there that can pull this out of you where you can sometimes just be so confined to your own, you know, way of thinking, like I'm bringing myself back to like, this is the way that I am. Right. And like, there's a layer of that there with what I shared with you about the, um, the not so much abandonment issues that I hold, but, um, And it's interesting to see and also very interesting to be able to have that awareness and step into this vulnerability and being humbled and understanding that this work is is of life, like this human experience is such a process and the awareness and the layers of awareness that end up coming into being. It's like, you might be aware of it here, but then something else shows up that deepens that awareness and then so on and so forth and deepens it. And like, you were just that gift for me in deepening mm-hmm. my awareness in that aspect. So it's, it's really cool because the work is just never done. It's just so interesting. Life in general is just so interesting because it's never done. Absolutely. Like, it's so funny. On Monday, I had a conversation with the kids on on the drive to school. It's very interesting. And then I said to them, there's something they asked me. And I said, you know, I don't know everything. And if I ever think, if I ever act like I know, just know that's when I don't know. Because I said, that's how I look at life. The more I think I know is the more I know I don't know. Yeah. And stupid does not know they're stupid. (laughs) That's that's my conversation with my my eight and and 11 year old. And the thing is, is that when we think we've arrived is when we're nowhere. Amen. Because we yep. do not know what we don't know. Right. And that's why, you know, that whole rigidness of like, this is who I am. That just says to me, you don't know who you are. Right. Because if you think you know who you are, you are, you are a universe mm. of knowledge. Yeah. So if you so choose to tap into not even a, something smaller than the grain of sand, good luck. Yep. You know, so, you know, you don't know what you don't know. There's so much you don't know about yourself. Like the person I am today is not the person I was last year. It's not the person I was a year before or even 10 years ago. So true. Because 10, 10 years ago, I was much more into like taking, you know, you know, taking care of the family and doing this and doing that. Now I'm looking at it and I'm like, no, how do I feel? How do I feed your soul? Mm-hmm. Not just feed your belly. Right. It's, you know, just, and I'm a whole different person. 
Right. I don't, you know, it, cause now and your life less- experiences to help mold and shape that. Like I see us almost like a piece of clay and like every experience is just gently massaging us and shaping us and molding us into the ultimate masterpiece that we are intended to kind of step into. Some of us are lucky enough to actually step into the fullness of that in a lifetime. And some of us are still in that process. So Mm -hmm. these tools and and the information that you've shared has been very eye-opening and really exciting to, to learn about. So Um, Thank you again for taking the time out to share with me, not only my chart, but my husband's chart, and also with our listeners that are here today, here with us today, about tools that they can incorporate in their life to bring them and mold them into the deeper human being that they are intended to be. So again, gosh, we're going to, we're going to keep this going, girl. (laughs) on to the next podcast right yeah so beautiful but I thank you for showing up as well because you had to show up so there's a success for that abandonment right there see success yes (laughs) yes you're right and that's just it is like sometimes maybe that's where I don't like I see this as like an outlet honestly like this podcast started off as like an ability for me to word vomit and like just share and purge and, and put myself out there. And this is who I am, you know, like this is, this is what I want other people to know that they're not alone in and bring, you know, individuals and, and these various different aspects like yourself into their awareness to, again, awaken something within them that maybe wasn't there before, or it was there and that door wasn't quite open yet. And they haven't, or they didn't see the door and now they're knocking on it. So mm-hmm. that is my intention for, you know, this podcast, but you, but you got out and you did it. Right. You know what I mean? So whoever, you know, how they say when the student's ready, the teacher shows up, well, right. you're that teacher with that podcast. So when the student's ready, whoever stumbles onto it, whether they were already an awareness of you or not, that you are there providing that knowledge that they may be seeking at the time that they're seeking it. But you were prepared to put yourself out there for it. So I commend you for that. Because like, you know, I, you and I went back and forth for such a long time before we got to here, but this is the right time for it to happen. Yeah, you know? I agree. Yeah, I agree. Okay, so this is so beautiful. So thank you for your wonderful self and sharing your energy with us all. Yes. And thank you so much for doing the same for us. So I'm really excited that we had this and we will come back to this again. At some point, we have the stuff to talk about, about numerology in the home and a couple of other things to touch on. So I love you so, so much. You're a wealth of knowledge. We are, you are a gift to humanity and I encourage, thank you. And I encourage you to keep this up in some way, shape or form because I'm personally loving it. So I'm sure other people are loving it as well. Have a great one. Have Everyone, a great one. Okay. Thank you so much for joining us today. And if you want to, again, touch base with Daphne, check her out in the show notes. And she has a website as well as an email address where you can reach out to her and um, pick her brain a little bit more than I did in regards to your personal chart. So thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Go take care of that baby. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> okay. I'm like,
Thank you so much for listening. If you're new here, please make sure that you subscribe to this podcast and rate it. Even though we're very small over here at the Woo Woo Woman podcast, your ratings matter. And if you think somebody could really use or enjoy the information that was shared in this podcast, make sure you copy the link and share away. If you choose to share on Instagram, make sure you tag me at Shelly Sonier. And thank you so, so much for being a part of this community. 